would tell you that I thought I saw a ghost at uh, the museum recently, which by which I mean I was uh, going doing my final sweep to make sure there's no one left in the building, like on the second floor when, after close. Guard? When I'm floor lead, I have to do all that. So we don't actually have security, so. Do they give you a gun? <laughs> they give me several. It's very weird. Um, I uh, At the end of the day, after we close, like just making a last lap to make sure everyone has actually left. And uh, I was going... Like, you say it looks like I'm gonna have the last lap every time, and I made a. I was making uh, my pass around this one area, and I saw movement around the corner. I was like, "Wait, I didn't see there. I didn't see or hear any people." So, like, what was that? And I went around to the corner, and just like down the hallway, rounding the other corner, I thought I saw movement again. I was like, "Is there someone here?" So I was like rushing up ahead, and then uh, it happened like I was going around this big like square uh, area. Square, yeah, if you will. Square. And when I finally yeah, got around, I ended up realizing it was the um, maintenance like student worker who had um, happened to have come up and was going the same direction I was, slightly faster than I was. And uh, I'm not sure if I saw him or not, or if it was just I saw his car afterwards. I was like, oh, it's Dominic. Okay. Um, but uh, Considering was, how fast you and I both walked, that kid must have been sprinting around the building. And he's like five, six. Like, <laughs> I was very impressed. Wow. Um, but... Uh, Yes, yeah, so as it was happening, I was like, this is probably how people feel when they think they see a ghost. Because like, I know that's not what I'm seeing, but what is happening? And uh, so then after I was like, it would be very easy to think something is what it isn't. And that's kind of what this show is about, isn't it? It is. The show, of course, being super duper stitious. Welcome to it. It's a podcast about you know, paranormal stuff, spooky stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, explain it. Okay. Uh, exa- Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> examine from a scientific perspective. I'm Jake. <laughs> and I'm Wyatt. Apologies on behalf of the entire show for that outburst. Look, we're both kind of loopy. We just flew all the way to Hungary for the first segment of August Around, Around the, the world. world. And Hungary, man, tell me about it. It's uh, lucky that I'm even standing here <laughs> because some guy sold me a ticket to just Eastern Europe. Right. And uh, I bought that. Uh, so I'm very happy. We both got off different planes. We both planned to meet in Eastern Europe, and I was looking at different definitions of Eastern Europe, and at different times, people refer to different countries as being part of it. Many times, you'll see Hungary as Central Europe, but uh, you know, damn lucky, it also used to be part of the Eastern Bloc, and therefore kind of qualified enough, and we just ended up here together at the exact same time, which is... Perfect. It's pretty miraculous, to be honest. <laughs> and I'm, I have to say, another thing that's pretty miraculous is uh, getting to hear all these awesome sounds, such as the National Bird of the Sacred Falcon. <laughs> How's that spelled? <laughs> I also am very much enjoying hearing, and t- correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the sound of a woman in the distance stirring an incredible goulash. <laughs> that sounds so tasty. <laughs> And so far away. I can only just barely hear it, but I... What ear do you hear it in, Wyatt? You know, it kind of weirdly sounds like it's panning back and forth between my ears. (laughs) I think I walked right into that one. (laughs) Well, yes, as Um, you can tell unmistakably by the soundscape, we are in Hungary and we're going to talk about it. And throughout this month, we're going to be traveling to different parts of the world presumably together, to talk about different stuff there. Uh, this is episode 164, an even-numbered episode. That means that... You go first. I do indeed go first. So, let me, uh, let's just settle in on this um, little park bench over here. Mm-hmm. And, uh, right here at the airport. Actually, you... they're telling us to move, but okay, I've let's, already let's, sat down. Yeah, let's, uh, let's leave a little bit further from the airport so we can at least be in Hungary proper. Uh, what's, a, what's a landmark in Hungary we should try to be at let me open my tour book <laughs> the nine best traditional hungarian restaurants in budapest <laughs> sounds like a great plan let's get started all right if you've never checked it out before a book of creatures.com it's a delightful resource for all things critter-ish, including a cool illustration for each one. Uh, it was updated regularly 2015 through the summer of 2021. So with any luck, hopefully it'll return again. Uh, but for now, I'm starting with some stuff from that. 
Ooh. And uh, let me get into the little quotes from their little article on the, about this thing. Oh, yeah, baby. The Lidertz, or Ludwurz, is a polymorphic and polyvalent entity from Hungary. Very interesting word choices. Uh, in What's its, that mean? In its, I, I'm not even sure. I, uh, polymorphic is in multiple forms. Polyvalent. Uh, let me look up polyvalent. Having a valence of three or more. Nope. Having okay. a property of counteracting several related poisons. Uh, having many different functions, forms, or facets. There we go. That's the one. Yeah, I was going to say... Yeah, okay. <laughs> in its various guises, it appears as a will-o'-the-wisp, an astral phenomenon, a sexual vampire, Ooh. a sleep nightmare, a sorcerer's familiar, and a household spirit. Why can't it be all of them? Uh, yeah. It's also apparently a family of malware that I think primarily affects Windows operating systems. Ooh, Strangely, there wasn't as much about this in the folklore. The origin of the term Lidertz is unknown. It may or may not be of Slavic origin. In current Hungarian, it usually refers to a flickering light or a marsh flame. More that will-o'-the-wisp kind of thing. Mm -hmm. It's also part of the compound words... Uh, shit, I forgot to look up how this is pronounced. Lidertzfeni, will-o'-the-wisp, uh, and Lidertzniomas, literally Lidertz pressure, referring to nightmares and mental depression. Mm. So if I read it correctly, I think Lidertz pressure specifically refers to the weight of a being sitting on your body but we'll get to that later ah this should be ringing some bells for long-time listeners yes indeed uh in its most spectacular form the lidertz is a shooting star or flame that travels through the air in zala county it appears as a fiery rod that excretes fire naturally rod that poops out fire lidertz in tselixeg appeared as a Staddle that caused outbreaks of fire and burned down pig pens. Hmm. I don't mean to keep interrupting this copy, but I had to look up what a staddle is. Also, it's a type of support that was used to keep granaries and game larders and other storage structures up off of the ground to protect them. Oh, interesting. Elsewhere, a Lidertz might be a marsh flame, a star, or a fiery person. What's a fiery person? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, might be the kind of person who uh, jumps in the air and goes, ha ha? I don't know. Um, it can breathe fire and make flames break out wherever it wishes. I guess if I just read the next sentence, it would have been good. Ah. Uh, Alliterates picks unhappy lovers as victims. Oh, no. Widows, widowers, wives, or those betrothed to soldiers. Hmm. All are fair game to the Alliterates. It flies into their house and takes the form of their loved one, whether male or female. Ooh, it seduces them, giving them their heart's desire while slowly draining them of their life and vitality. Not a bad way to go. Yeah. The victims waste away until they are literally loved to death, whereupon the Lidertz becomes a star again and sets off in search of new prey. Wow. While accomplished and silver-tongued mimics, Lidertz cannot change at least one of its legs, which is a bony, scaly leg of a goose or chicken, or even the iron-shod foot of a horse. Hmm. You'd think this might be a dead giveaway. Uh, scattering ashes at the doorstep will reveal that one foot wears a boot while the other is that of a goose and exposed Lidertz. So you must scatter the ashes in order to reveal this, or they always, they can never fully transform, it sounded like. It sounds like they can never fully transform, so that's just a way you can tell from their footprints, but I, I would imagine another method oh, is to I tilt see. your head, or even eyes, down a few degrees yes. to look at the lower half of their body. While your mind is getting blown from the best sexual experience you've ever had in your entire true. lifetime. Uh, Alliterates can also be prevented from entering a house in the usual ways, garlic, trouser cord, and other repellents. Keep Lidertz at bay. Trouser uh, cord? I, that's what it says. Uh, one such Lidertz was reported from Gaixana, as told by Josef Janko of Baranya County and collected by Maria Vamos in 1961. The village bell ringer's daughter wished to sleep in the barn, and her father set a bed for her there according to her wishes. She slept there throughout the summer. Hmm. She seemed happy enough with the arrangement, but the bell ringer and his wife couldn't help but notice that she was losing weight and seemed constantly dizzy. One night, the bell ringer chanced to see a shooting star coming to earth above his barn. Determined to understand what was going on, he confronted his daughter, asking if she had been seeing anyone recently. She finally confessed to being in love with a handsome young man who visited her every evening. Oh boy. Sure enough, that night, the watchful father saw the star land outside the barn, transform into a handsome man, and walk in. Or handsome lad, excuse me, and walk in. The next day, the bell ringer decided to switch places with his daughter, despite her protests. <laughs> he had her stay in the house while he wore her clothes and ducked under the blankets in the barn. It wasn't long before the Lidertz arrived and lay in bed next to him. 
The father carefully ran his hand down the suitor's leg. It was the scaly leg of a goose. Ooh. But imagine if this didn't play out as he expected. I know, right? Like just, there was no shooting star transformation, just a guy from the area who was in a relationship with this girl. Right. And now the dad is in bed with him and just groping up a storm. Listen, buddy, you've got great legs. <laughs> you need to stop seeing my daughter so much. And start seeing, seeing me. me. Uh, at this point, aware of what he was up against, the bell ringer ran out of the barn with the Lidarts on his tail and managed to enter the house and lock the door in time. Mm. After that incident, the daughter remained safely at home, and the bed in the barn became host to a straw dummy smeared with excrement and waste. The Lidarts was furious, spitting fire and throwing sparks all over the barn, but to no avail. Hmm. After several more nights, the Lidarts gave up and was never seen again. It has the powers of jubilee. Yes. The term Lidarts also refers to a household spirit, one which is hatched from the first laid egg of a black chicken that has been incubated under someone's armpit. Ah. So not too far off from like a, a you know, kind of um, basilisk rules. Isn't that like a, a snake oh, yeah. egg? Or is that a, is a snake egg hatched under a hen? Or a, what is it? I don't remember anymore. I know not of this. Oh, a rooster egg? I don't know. Lidarts chicken that hatches is featherless and latches onto the man who cared for it. It is intelligent and can talk. It will fetch treasure and do its master's bidding and subsist on butter. But in reality, it is the master that has to fear the Lidertz. The Lidertz will constantly need new tasks to accomplish. And if its master does not provide it with the distractions, it will pester him from dawn to dusk. Wait, you can get one of these as kind of a weird pet? Yes. All you got to wow. do is take a black chicken's egg, hatch it under your armpit. You're good to go. Just got to feed it a lot of butter and... Uh, yeah, that but, would be huge. But here's here's the catch. You need to uh, make sure to keep giving it new tasks to accomplish because if it doesn't have enough, it'll keep pestering you and eventually it will kill you. So question, what is what qualifies as a new task, would you say? Just a different task from the previous one or one thing that it's never done before ever? I think it's a different thing from the previous thing or something. I'm not sure. So like, Because I feel like we live in an era of... No time for home economics for either person in a couple or a single person living on their lonesome. Mm-hmm. Ladurts could be the uh, solution, man. Yes, indeed. And like, yeah, I think as long as it has something to do, it won't bug you. So if you keep giving it stuff, it'll be fine. Uh, and butter, of course. That's too easy. You're just like clean up the house. And then when it's all clean, you're like, make a small mess. <laughs> now clean that mess back up. Now make another small mess over there. <laughs> give me a back rub or you could have it you could you could have it clean the whole house and then send it on an errand that'll take like a week for it to go away and come back and get you whatever thing and then by then yeah, yeah. you can clean up again i you want you just... to walk to this my favorite grocery store in you know 15 states over <laughs> and get all the butter you can carry so there you go that's yeah, how perfect. you make it work right there if you can't come up with these ingenious solutions we just we just brainstormed just now, it will want to kill you because it it's kind of a free you for, pander for everyone. Yes, exactly. Um, so if you have to get rid of it, uh, one way to do it is uh, to get rid of a domestic litter of this kind. You must give it a task that is patently impossible. So impossible, that the creature will be forced to quit or die of frustration. Oof, so traditional examples, yeah, traditional examples include fetching sand in a sieve or squeezing themselves through a tiny hole in a tree trunk. While one modern example is to make a telephone out of sand. So really just anything impractical and sand-based will do it. I feel like you could do those things, though. Because fetch sand in a sieve, you just make the sand fucking wet. Yeah, that's a really good point. <laughs> I solved it in a second. But if you only give it a sieve to carry stuff, how is it going to wet the sand? That could be the... the way to but trip it, it up. But it can't even touch the sand other than with the sieve? I guess I don't, I'm not sure. I think... Possible. Yeah, I don't know. Um, then you just walk to the beach. Yes. But, I mean, yeah, is Hungry Landlocked? I don't remember. It um, is. Yes. Anyway, such tasks as those should be beyond even the most creative literates. So that's a general overview of the Hungarian supernatural being broadly known as literates. Love it. What do you think so far? Very enjoyable. Kind of classic uh, folkloric being. Sort of a catch-all, can fit it to a lot of different kinds of scenarios where something unexplained has happened. Ah, maybe it was the Lederts. Mm -hmm. you know, look out for that. I like the combination of mischief, danger, and sort of sexiness. And chickens. 
And chickens, of course, the apex of all three of those things. <laughs> uh, folk tales, I they do frequently involve a ton of regional variation and stuff. So I, I did a little more digging and found uh, some other stuff that I um, found it interesting that it's kind of breadth given to the possibility of what this thing is and does a lot more than you see in other kinds of myths you and I have covered before. And I like that not only is there a ton of difference between each of these three variants laid out just now, but there's a ton of latitude between tellings within each category as well. Hmm. So here's a take from the blog from Hungary with love. <laughs> uh, in Hungarian mythology, there are multiple kinds of Ladurts, but the most known are the chicken, the devil lover, the fire creature, and the dwarf man. Hmm. Uh, so we actually have a fourth now as well. I think uh, one more person you'd have carped in Plornit. <laughs> Based on the story, the chicken Ladurts can be taken by that person who was able to hatch the black hen's first egg under his arm. Chicken Ladurts then becomes the lover of their owner, so they can be both male and female. In this case, it's not just a servant, it is also the lover. The only thing they require in exchange for their service is that the owner has to hold them on his or her chest and feed them with their own blood until they die. It's a pretty standard transaction. Yeah. On other territories, however, the owner has to offer them the first bite from every dish. Based on the belief of some regions, when the egg hatches, not a chicken, but a wraith-like snake is born. Uh, another kind of Ladurts is the devil lover, which is the English incubus or succubus. Uh, in Western Hungary, these Ladurts have goose feet. On other territories, they are mixed up with the fire creatures and appear as flame, a firebird, or a whip. People can often see it as St. Elmo's fire in swamps. Hmm. Uh, when they land on the ground, they become a man or a woman, depending on the sex of the witness, just like in the case of the chicken Ladurts. One thing never changes. They always appear in the form of the victim's dead lover or husband slash wife. The devil lovers infect their owners with different diseases or makes them unlucky. Both devil lover and chicken Ladurts can cause nightmares, namely Ladurtsenyomas in Hungarian. Now, I mentioned up top that this refers to the pressure or weight of a Ladurts on a person's chest. And this cites telling of the legends that chicken version also sits on there as well, sucking on blood. So whatever the particular variant, the interesting feature is this weight on the chest bit, which, as you brought up, is a super common sy symptom of listeners and Wyatt. Let's all say it together. Sleep incubus. paralysis. Yes, sleep paralysis. The band Incubus and sleep paralysis. Now, I dug into sleep paralysis pretty deeply way back in episode 54, so a good 110 episodes ago now. Very long time. But I will, of course, recap some of that here for those of you who have not heard that one or forgot. Uh, when we sleep, we dream. And when we're that deep in sleep and our brains are focused on whatever dream scenarios we're in, our bodies normally prevent movement so we're not just zooming all over the place while we're asleep. Sometimes this complex balance of processes screws up and our brain partly wakes up while our body stays stuck in place. This is sleep paralysis in a nutshell. Then the inverse, when your brain is still asleep, but your body, quote unquote, wakes up, that there is sleepwalking. Uh, during sleep paralysis, you're often still having a dream, but also consciously aware of your surroundings, which can result in the two blending pretty seamlessly. Right. And darn it all if you're completely unable to move the whole time. Some very common symptoms occur in oodles of cases, including but not limited to sightings of spooky stuff, in particular the hat man, uh, the mm -hmm. hag, and others. A sense of weight pressing down on the chest, and in other cases, sexual arousal and even realistic sex acts with an imagined partner. The latter is how we get the succubus incubus myths in other parts of the world, and their life-draining abilities over the course of repeated nightly visits. Well, this is a sleep disorder we're talking about, so if you're routinely having your sleep dramatically disrupted, it's going to start affecting your physical health day after day. You're going to get more and more worn down, maybe lose some weight, be haggard, seem kind of dizzy like the bell ringer's daughter. Mm-hmm. Also, if you, the listener, suffers from sleep paralysis, episode 54 does include a scholarly article about how to snap out of it, but I'll, I'll make sure to link in this episode's description as well what mm -hmm. that is. Anyway, this has all been a lengthy aside to simply point out the <laughs> cool cross-cultural commonality just demonstrated by multiple iterations of the Liderts. And for the final variant, I bothered to look up uh, the Liderts named Dwarf Man or Homunculus, can be both a helping and malefic creature, they say in this blog. 
They're known mainly in Transdanubia and in North Hungary. Hmm. The dwarf man can be born from eggs, just like the chicken litterts, but he can be found in coat pockets, haversacks, bottles, or boxes. So they are thus instead found accidentally. Oh, wow. Uh, another difference is that people who do not need this kind of litterts can simply close them up in a box and throw them away. Hilarious. Problem solved. <laughs> yep. The most convenient one. <laughs> yes. As a helping creature, he can make his owner very rich. There's actually a Hungarian saying, which uh, is Ordoga van. Literally, he has a devil, which means a person is lucky, mm. specifically due to their having their own Liderts. Right. Uh, another ability of the dwarf man is that they are the best teamsters, often called devil teamsters. They can drive tied <laughs> horses and stop them in a way that nobody else can drive them later. Wow. Uh, they don't need any device for driving the horses, though in some regions, the dwarf man is depicted having magical tools. Uh, usually, they only use their glance, touch, and whistle. Huh. They can they can glance? dance the horses, huh? Glance, touch. yeah, it's just a look, glance, touch, and whistle. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, they can dance the horses, make them fly. This moti- motif appears in many Hungarian folk stories and mm. beliefs. Their horses run as fast as no other horses can, and even if the horse dies during the journey, it continues to run until it arrives at its destination with his teamster. So is Santa Claus a giant goblin? <laughs> I think that is the take home here. Uh, but yeah, with the conclusion of that little thing about the 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 teamster thing, I think that more or less concludes what a literate is and does and wants and causes. So to recap, just to get it all kind of synthesized here. If you see a shooting star turn into a person or you hatch an egg under your arm and get a weird chicken or a ghost snake and whichever one it is eats only butter or the first bite of every meal you make or just go straight up Audrey 2 on you or you fuck a hot person with one goose leg or your lost lover also with a goose leg or you find a little guy in your pocket who does errands for you and you are in Hungary, then you're in for a time. You are in for a time and you're probably going to get your world blown. <laughs> pretty real good and then die <laughs> uh very fun liked it maybe even loved it and it's making me think of four phantoms <laughs> a Narsbury, little brewery, western Massachusetts, <laughs> which now infamously uh, incorporates cylinders tubes energy expectation creative design and execution to create a liquid that can only be described as beer uh yes four phantoms while i don't yet have the forthcoming four phantoms features for august you see what he did there i do have their tap list <laughs> so either swing by the tavern in greenfield massachusetts or sniff out a local distributor to mm-hmm. pour yourself a glass of most or all of the following not all in one glass by the way just so yeah, yeah do a suicide <laughs> uh cooper lane lager a mexican style lager uh, brewed in support of the local Deerfield Dirt Road Randonnée bike race. A portion of proceeds from the sale of this beer will support the Franklin Land Trust, which is a rad local land preservation and conservation nonprofit. Mm. Otherwise, check out their heavy hitting double IPA Orb Lord, mm. their playful summer thirst quencher, the Limoncello Johnny Flip Flops. Ooh, that sounds so good. And the refreshing and crushable Czech Pilsner Grim Ritual. Hmm. So give them a try or swing on by, mm-hmm. and uh, that's that. Thank you, Four Phantoms. We will uh, we'll share out whatever else is coming up this month as soon as we know. Yes, thank you very much. And Drew, I want you to know that next time I am in Greenfield, I am going to order a suicide, and I expect you to pour it for me. <laughs> <laughs> and I will have one, too. <laughs> and thank you, Four Phantoms. All right, thank on you to guys. your stuff, Mr. Dr. Shell. Yes. January 3rd, 2022, an article ran in the Hungarian paper Blick entitled Creepy. They saw the woodcutter of Matranovak again. The human-like creature gave off a terrible smell. (laughs) A young scientist who not only thought he saw but also took photos of the strange creature shared creepy, almost horror movie-worthy details with Blick about the infamous Fan Yuvu. Mm-hmm. Since at least the 80s, the white-haired, long-limbed, monkey-like creature has been seen <laughs> appearing in the Matra. 
which is a local mountain range, which I'm probably mispronouncing. Is it right over there? Is that the one we're looking at just like just over out the window of this restaurant? Y- yes, actually, it is. <laughs> is it um, possible to see it from Budapest? I don't know. I think we just did. Did we land in Budapest? I also don't know. <laughs> it all um, went by so fast. It's been a very whirlwind travel experience. You guys know how jet lag is. Yeah, absolutely. It's two in the morning tomorrow? It's two in the morning somewhere. Am I right? Hey, uh, creature legend first spread among local miners back in the mid eighties or something. A local man is said to have met Fan Yuvu, also known as the Hungarian Yeti, <laughs> Here we go. four times once he was attacked by his dog or <laughs> after he got attacked by his dog, he started seeing this thing all the time. This is an issue of Google translate. I thought I'd ironed out a lot of the creases. I missed one. <laughs> I did notice a couple um, places where the translations in mine didn't uh, get the edit they deserved as oh, well. Oh, baby, baby. <laughs> um, at least... Oh, shit! <laughs> I thought I did all this. Well, I'm going to read it verbatim. Isn't it at amazing how it, different it is once you read it out loud? It's like, oh, wait a minute. This this is nonsense. I thought this yeah. was done. <laughs> at least a two-meter human animal, which got its name from the fairy tale Fehrenhofia. In most of the reports, the appearance of the creature is the same, as well as the fact that its face is human-like and the only part of its body not covered with hair. Whether you accept these stories with skepticism or fear, Blick has, in any case, learned about this latest sighting after a young scientist approached our editorial office with the news that they had recently encountered the strange creature. According to this young man, he and his cartographer geoinformatics friend carried out fieldwork at the Rhyolite Tough Formation called Fehersake near Matranovac, investigating how melting snow erodes the soft volcanic tuff. I'm not sure if tuff is anything, but let's just say sediment. While (laughs) documenting the scene, their blood froze in their veins, and they died. (laughs) Quote, "We we worked unusually quietly without talking, perhaps because the place was quite oppressive. We constantly had the feeling that someone was watching us, um, they said. <clears throat> it was cold and damp. Their shoes were soaked, and they were in a terrible mood. They had been in the field for about three quarters of an hour when they started to smell a strange and foul smell. Mm-hmm. It was like unwashed, damaged, greasy hair, only much more intense. Hmm. The stench was almost unbearable. We suddenly saw something coming out of the corner of our eyes on top of w- <laughs> one of the tough mounds, a dirty white spot. Like a sitting big dog, he was. Like a sitting <laughs> big dog, he was. Mm. He picked up his head, bent it back somehow strangely, unnaturally chirped, and straightened up. We got our camera to photograph the apparition, continued the man, who sent the photo he took to our newspaper. According to him, the animal seemed to sense the sudden movement and started running towards the forest with unnatural speed and airy lightness, taking huge strides. As he ran, he made sounds like the swoosh in the tree. only much much louder and creepier (laughs) creepy swoosh creepy creepy swoosh as the young man says the creature was relatively far from them it was difficult to make out its exact shape though the photo helped with this afterwards but it sure had very long limbs (laughs) boy howdy didn't it as it disappeared the smell subsided but it didn't go away completely it was hiding in our noses all the way home Recalls the young photographer, adding that they kept quiet all the way home. They didn't even dare to talk about it. They had no idea what they were seeing. They only knew that they were going through a horribly scary experience. We reassured ourselves that it could only be a large white dog walking strangely, but its fast zigzagging movements and its very long, thin legs did not let us rest. (laughs) Uh, Then I looked for it on the internet to see if I could find any information, and that's how I came across the previous sightings says the man of course it is also conceivable that this is the unknown wandering primate like species which is otherwise at home in asia but it could even be a local homeless person who lives in the woods and is really really terrified of people in any case this man's description is another chapter in the legendarium of fan yu so so far so far sounds pretty on brand 
pretty on brand. I know I'm a little bit back in my bullshit, but I Although, figured why not. you're kind of back in our bullshit because there's some thin paleness going on that I, I do appreciate. So, Jake, it's like you're reading my copy to myself. <laughs> As you'll see in just a moment. In Eastern and Central Europe, there is a well-known creature referred to as the European Yeti or European Bigfoot. And it does seem like a nice marriage of our favorites, Jake. Uh. Kind of ghoul meets squatch. It's believed to be a bipedal creature with a thin but muscular body, long limbs, shaggy and, un- and usually whitish gray fur, and a monkey-like face standing two meters tall, mostly seen at dusk or midnight. Have you seen the video on our Discord recently? No. Ooh, I'm gonna probably do a segment on it at some point when I have a chance to do my bullshit again. It's a, uh, it's spooky. It's spooky. Nice. It's howl, which has been heard on occasion. It's said to sound like the thin scream of a woman turning into a death rattle. The first documented sighting was reported in the 1980s near Batranovac, which is a municipality in the county of Nograd. At that time, the mines were still working, and the miners lived in accommodations near and in the forest. There were rumors between them about a creature they often saw at night and came to call the Tree Skinner. Mm -hmm. One miner states that he saw a gray chimpanzee-like creature on his roof, which then jumped off and ran into the woods. Another miner recounted that one night while walking home from the mine, the Tree Skinner jumped down from a tree, landing in front of him while screaming. (laughs) Years later, in the 90s, the same miner encountered the tree skinner again during the night. While he was at home, he heard his dog, which stayed outside, barking wildly, suggesting, of course, that someone or something was just outside. When the miner raced out of his house, he saw that his dog had attacked this creature and was even holding it by the hand with its paws, of course. (laughs) The miner ran to help the creature, but as soon as it was released, it ran away. So... He thinks that the creature was actually trying to steal chickens from his chicken coop. Ah, wanted to grow its own the dirtses. <laughs> yeah. Now, that would be very interesting. Um, <laughs> so in 2008, oh yeah, so there's a slew of more recent sightings, um, but I'm just reading off some of the best hits. In 2008, near Matranovac, a group of friends were out at night when they suddenly heard dogs start to bark in a field nearby. When they ran over, they saw the tree skinner walking into the forest. According to the eyewitnesses, the creature had arms so long they reached its knees. Uh-huh. In 2012, a witness saw and photographed the creature in Zigetkuz, Hungary, while he was driving in the daytime. The cryptid ran out onto the road and back into the forest, and it looked like this. Can you see it, Jake? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's pretty, uh, pretty creepy looking. Pretty, pretty creepy looking. So we want to explain to the peoples. Yeah, so we're looking at down a uh, a sun dappled road. Um, the trees overhead are causing some nice shade on the road. It looks very pleasant until you see up ahead, kind of jumping over the guardrail, is this weird little kind of gray, uh, very humanoid, pretty thin thing on what seems to be just two legs, jumping up over it. It's uh, going from left to right. It's creepy. I don't know what else to say. It's got a bit of a signs vibe. Yeah, very, yeah, lighter color, but definitely very similar shape and, like, distantly not quite seen sort of appearance to it. Oh, what was that? Oh, that's creepy. Kind of like the uh, the home video thing that they saw at that one point. Yes. In 2015, this creature was again seen and again photographed in daylight, this time by a couple who were walking their dog, the creature which was trying to hide behind a small building near the woods, howled and ran off into the forest. And here are those pictures. Oh, oh I love me some pictures. This is exciting. Right. So first, look on the left one. Okay. This is I see. from their perspective. Yep, they're on a little dirt road. There's a little kind of farmy looking area. There's a shack over the left. And you'll see way in the distance, there's this little gray lump. Okay. And this is the punch-in. Oh, wow. That is, that's like four or five pixels. It's about um, five pixels. <laughs> Almost looks like a a womp from Mario. <laughs> it kind of does. Uh, wow. Yeah, it's moving I mean, away from them, but they're they've taken a okay. picture of this sort of outhousey little cabin yeah. thing. And if you scroll down again uh, to the second, like the zoom in, you can you can see where two legs would be in that shape. It's yeah, it's, it definitely seems hunched over. You can see sort of the scapula, if you will. 
maybe one the right leg is ahead of the left if yes. we're being charitable right in 2019 a person went to walk their dog in the forest during a mid-december snowstorm when they finally decided to turn back it was already dusk on their way their dog suddenly seemed to be scared of something getting so terrified as to break off and run away mm-hmm the witness, standing there helpless for a minute, noticed there was something about 30 meters away walking through the snow on four legs. Ooh. At first, he thought that someone was trying to scare him, so he yelled. But after doing so, the creature started to run on all fours, uh-huh. then stood up on two legs, charging towards him. At that moment, his wife called him on the phone because their dog had already reached their house and was barking in front of their door. She figured something bad had happened to him. Mm. And the creature, possibly scared by the sound of his phone, took off back into the woods, leaving him alone. Hit a terrifying ringtone. Yeah. Get the fuck away from me, his, his <laughs> phone would say when it, when it rang. <laughs> so what could it be? What could it be? I, yeah, I'm trying to think of just like basic Eastern European, Central Eastern European wildlife that could look at all like this and kind of uh, drawing a blank. Well, it might be local woodcutter Uncle Yula. Oh. <laughs> Didn't think of that for some reason. So oddly, a year before the Blick piece, another Hungarian online outlet called Nul ran an article entitled The Hungarian Yeti, the Matran- uh, Matranovac woodcutter, has passed away. Hmm. Quote, as we reported earlier, a couple of years ago, people lived in terror in Matranovac because a human-like creature about two meters tall with white fur was seen walking in the forest several times. (laughs) According to rumors, it lived among the trees and kidnapped children, something that I did not see other than here. (laughs) However, the secret of the mystical animal-like creature in Matranovac soon became clear. The basis of the rumors was provided by one of the residents of the village, Uncle Gula. This is some Scooby-Doo shit. The talented woodcarver <laughs> yeah. often spent his time collecting wood in the surrounding forests, and due to illness, he walked very stooped. While Uncle Gula was only active around the settlement, the legendary creature was seen in many cases in other areas of the Matra as well. However, none of them could be the Matranovac, wood, uh, the Matranovac woodcutter, who unfortunately hasn't visited the forests in three years. Hmm. So maybe it was him, maybe it was not. Mm-hmm. Uncle Gula. So was it an actual creature or total fabrication? Well, actual creature, probably not. At least not from this time. Mm-hmm. There was once a genus of primate called uh, Pliopithecus mm-hmm. that roamed around what is now modern-day Europe. Specifically, bones have been found or fossils have been found in France, Switzerland, Slovakia, and Spain. When and would this have been? This would have been... Oh, my goodness. About in the Miocene. So we're talking, what, something like five million years ago? Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> probably beyond uh, cultural memory. Yeah, definitely pre-digital camera anyway. And they would have been about the size and structure of modern gibbons. Okay. I mean, long arms, sure. But, so, uh, yeah, comparable body plan, but small. Too small to fit the bill. And about- also long dead. So long dead. So maybe it's the ghost of the Pliopithecus. Yes. Um, but I would say if fossil remnants of these creatures were found by people in these areas long ago, such bones or fossils, I should say, could uh, easily have inspired stories. I can imagine it could really make you make you wonder. Oh, for sure. See something that looks kind of human-like but isn't certainly would have some, uh, some nasty-looking canines to it, I would imagine. And once those stories got going, it's... A pretty quick recipe to whip something up that people start to think they've seen. Stories perhaps like those on Blick, which it turns out is a Hungarian tabloid. Uh Uh-huh. So depending on how wide you take your lens's focus, uh, comparable creatures or monsters have been mentioned in folklore across Central and Eastern Europe. For example, in Slavic mythology, a creature called the Drekavac or Drekavac, I'm not sure. Literally the screamer or the screecher. Oh, uh, is described as something between a ghoulish man or dog uh, wandering wow. on two legs and scaring people at night. A sickly dwayo, perhaps. Yeah, for sure. Uh, they've also suggested it could be tied to the lore of the Leshy, which ah. is that sort of forest spirit ghoul. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, as I've come back to you now numerous times on this show, I think there's just something universally irresistible about the narrative structure of a uh, sort of half-human, half-other being yeah. wandering around the forests at night that seems to have uh, gotten the heebie-jeebies out of everybody around the globe. Well, it Every feels like the kind of thing... Have its story. Yeah, the kind of thing that it ties into our general fear of the woods, like the idea that there's something out there. Um, I think that's very very common anywhere that people are and there's uh you know there's where the, the people live and there's a, the area outside of where they live that is untamed and unknowable and there's just a deep cultural fear baked into that and the idea that, the idea that there is a humanoid creature out there that does know the woods that they don't is uh it's a good like embodiment of that kind of overall fear absolutely so there you go the Hungarian Yeti had to do a little something back in my bullshit. It's been a minute. It has actually. I, I'm I'm proud of both of us for resisting as long as we have. <laughs> yes, covering us yes. uh, Sasquatches and ghouls. For long time listeners, I have sad news that I have fallen fallen out of love. <gasps> my Sasquatch God. tale. Oh no! Wow. I would even say I am no longer a believer. <gasps> this is. Oh, huge news. <laughs> this is a whole episode's worth of content right there. You just dropped at the end of this one. <laughs> we'll unpack this further as I come to terms with this. Great. Well, look forward to that at some point later this year, probably maybe after August. Around, around the, the world. world. And uh, <laughs> Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll look into more of what, what that's about. But first, I think... We need to... I brought this in my bag. Oh, yeah, cool. Let me just unzip my bag. Oh, that's a long zipper. Boy, it keeps going. I forgot how big this bag was. It actually just wraps around. It's one of these spiral zippers. <laughs> it's essentially, the entire bag is just a big zipper. It's very secure that way. Unless this breaks anywhere along this entire pathway. Um, There we go. All right. Oh, just a little more. Okay, now it's good. <laughs> the NCAA, I got it. Triple A. Triple A. The NCAA, I was able to somehow get it through international <laughs> security. I think it just caused, uh, I don't know, when it's going through the x-rays and stuff, like it just uh, makes people just forget what they're seeing. I'm not sure. It's, it's got its own thing going on. It's an arcane computer is the, the idea. It, it can do what it wants. And uh, one of the things that I can't really tell if it's doing it because it wants to or because we want it to or it wants us to want it to. <laughs> is run the pander function mm -hmm. which of course is the patron appreciation neural dive for evaluation of risk this is a program that i forget now whether we wrote it or if it wrote it and had us articulate it that we use to protect our patrons so our our stalwart listeners support us and we love them and we want them to be safe out there in the world from any kind of creepy, ghouly, monster, creature, cryptid, what have you. That's right. So we will plug the cords of the NCAA, which now feel 100% like flesh. Definitely flesh-like. Into the base of our skulls. Base yes. of our skulls, of course. To get... There it is, the brain connection. This will allow us to access the dark ether. So here we go. We'll focus in on one of our patrons, Amy C. from West, West Barnstable, Massachusetts. Massachusetts. So, Amy, dear Patreon patron, look out for Raystown Ray. <laughs> for decades, there have been sightings of a creature in Huntingdon County, Pennsylvania's Raystown Lake. Old photos show a large, shadowy figure just below the surface. Photos describe some sudden water turbulence and strange appearances of a large water creature locally dubbed Raystown Ray. Ray I do want there to be a business called Raystown Ray's Town Barbecue <laughs> uh, there are photos suggesting that it is a log <laughs> and fond of water skiing I guess yes <laughs> so Amy it's good to remember the words of the director of Raystown Lake Dwight Beal, who admitted that they've known it's been there for a while. Mm -hmm. It is a private creature. 
but it does come <laughs> around specifically in the month of April. I wonder how close to April 1st mm -hmm. could be good to know. That would be a, a notable uh, inclusion in this um, a bit salient of information. detail. But one way or another, I think it's safe to say you should avoid hunting Dunn County, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Or at the very least, just be more careful when you water ski. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> avoid logs and the Raystown Ray monster trademark. And thank you so much. For your thank support. you so much for your support. We really do appreciate it. Yes. Next up, we're focusing on Michaela, Michaela. H, who can oh. be found, <laughs> who can be found in the same grocery stores as we are. Whoa, Michaela! Look out for marked, marked hominids. hominids. Oh, good lord! A variety of hairy hominids from northern subarctic locales, such as Canada, northern Europe, and Siberia. Uh, they're roughly six to seven feet tall and generally appear like a Sasquatch or Bigfoot. However, a defining difference between the two is that marked hominids have, alongside their dark-colored fur, patches of white, yellow, and other lighter colors. So there's one in particular called Old Yellowtop uh, that, <laughs> if you search around online, uh, features what can only be described as an absolutely disturbing photograph. <laughs> That's right. Um, threatening to cause me to die from cardiac arrest <laughs> in the following moments. Uh, so basically, don't go to Canada or Russia if you can if you can help it, or really any of Northern Europe. And if you are there, just look out for. Now, here's the important thing: weird hominids, totally okay. If they have weird markings of different colors yes. on them, that's when you yeah. got to look out. So, Yowie, Almasti, Bigfoot, Sasquatch, whatever you want to call it. Good times. They're pals. But. They're your friends. Yes. As was coined by Lauren, not Marple. <laughs> and Patrick. <laughs> in their book, The Field Guide to Bigfoot and Other Mystery Primates. A marked hominid is the one you want to avoid. Yes. And I'll avoid it, too, because it's spooky yes and and we'll look to at some point encounter you in a grocery store in the near future yeah <laughs> and, so uh, and thank, thank you, you very much yeah, thank you very much for your support on patreon uh anyone else out there listening if you want to support us too you can for a mere five dollars a month you get five bucks. an entry into this pander function you've just heard your own creature calculated for you by the machine you get access to monthly curated outtakes i put together from all the months outtakes prior to that you okay, get baby. bonus mini sows they are fun and wacky and fun what and wacky <laughs> and wacky you get access to our exclusive discord a lot of fun stuff happening there i mentioned a cool video someone shared just a good community and of course very important they've been drinking out of it this whole time a delightful belgian beer glass bucket. <laughs> well a great just like home depot bucket uh, but with our logo on it. Now, it's a Belgian. It's a tulip-style beer glass with our logo on the side. Our first 100 patrons will get theirs in the mail as soon as I can get them in the mail. Uh, after our 100th patron is reached, then, um, you know... What was the rule we said? Our 99th? After that, our what, 99th... Was the 101st? Uh, gets, gets nothing. Yeah, our no, 101st uh, gets two. What was it? We had a special... We're going to do something special for our 101st patron? What was the deal? Oh, yeah. We... Yeah, we'll have to re-listen to the previous episode where we said that so we can figure out what the deal would be with that. I don't know. But Something cool happened. Basically, if you're past 100, you can expect this as a uh, an annual gifty. So if you're a, well, not a annual, you don't, get, you don't get one every year. It's just your first anniversary. A single, a single yeah. It's our one year anniversary. They say the first year anniversary is crystal. So you have to get your partner something crystal. <laughs> yes. So we'll get you a glass. And for any patrons who are sticking around with us past that, oh boy. We might forget. So, <laughs> I, with any luck, if things go well, we can have more cool, fun things like this to give to you guys down the road. This was a, an exciting thing we tried at the end of last summer. Actually, almost a year ago is when we had this uh, brainstorm. Like, oh, maybe we could get these glasses made. Was that, that would be only neat. a year ago, Jake? That was last August. Oh my! Around the world, freaking gosh. It took until the end of August and like actually well into September for them to the people to actually finish making the things and sending them. But uh, yeah, that honestly feels like five years ago. And you're not even the one mailing the things. Yeah, I got the light lift. <laughs> Dear Lord. 
so yeah please consider uh supporting us really cool stuff uh above that's just any tier you get all that stuff above that there's also exclusive stickers you can get merch discounts uh and more even beyond that speaking of which oh yeah you can also buy some merch from our store we have some really cool ass merch we have cool uh, swag we have too many color options so order now before we call we? the color options lauren and i were looking at it like this is out of hand we should not have six different color choices for one product so this is your last chance to get some of those colors before we delete them from the options jake and lauren are normally color pros but they're now about to become color colors which is a bad thing to see. We, Killer cons. We invented, we invented a few new colors, which you can only see on our merch page. We <laughs> can't right. even pronounce the names. Superduperstitious.com slash shop. Superduperstitious.com slash shop. And they look like blue or green or gray. That's what you think you'll be seeing. That's what they might even say <laughs> on the selection, you know, filter but you will be experiencing an entirely new color that we created. I guess using the NCAA, which is our probably go to. By the way, we should unplug this thing. It's getting kind of hot. Oh yeah, it's there getting really hot. That's why I'm still there talking. So yeah, check that stuff out. Do become a patron. We love you guys. Yes. Uh, whether you're a patron or not, but if you're a patron, we really actually we really love you. Yeah, but if you're not, thank you for listening anyway. Yeah, um, we appreciate your Please do consider your rating and reviewing, especially on Apple Podcasts. That's a great way to get us more notice and traction. And uh, another way to get even more traction is to just spread the word. Tell people you know or don't know. Just tell people in general. Listen to the show. Right. Maybe they'll even like it. Who knows? Or get us a nice big set of juicy tires for our cars. It's another great way. <laughs> what? <laughs> Traction. Oh my god. It took me a second. Oh god. Yeah. Anyway, I think um I think we're done here. Uh we just had nine meals in the top nine best restaurants in uh Budapest. That was awesome. Got to tell you some fun stories. And I will now try to find someone on the street selling tickets to somewhere else in the globe and hope that we link up again yeah i'm aiming for uh british columbia so hopefully meet me there uh, uh. yeah no follow-up questions see you then bye bye, bye.